Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Performance Podcast. In today's episode, I will be updating you guys on some things that we are working on, some new products we will be launching, some new products and flavors we have recently launched, a new warehouse lease we just have signed that has expanded our HQ footprint to 45,000 square feet, the book that I'm currently reading called The Power of Moments that I highly recommend, talking about the Go One More Marathon that we are currently planning, and then moving into five things you can do right now to become a stronger leader. So with that being said, let's dive right into today's episode. You are listening to the Bear Performance Podcast, where we discuss topics on fitness, nutrition, business, and leadership to help you perform at your highest level and go one more. I'm your host, Nick Bear, founder of Bear Performance Nutrition and prior U.S. Army Infantry Officer. We've scaled our brand through our core pillars of transparency, service, and integrity, and now I want to share with you, through our experience and our guests, how you can optimize your life. Welcome to the show. So I thought this episode would be a good opportunity to update you guys on all of the things that we have been working on here at BPN over the last, I mean, couple of months. It's coming to reality and production and finished products now in the upcoming weeks. So I thought this would be a good chance to just update you on some of the things we've been working on, as well as after I do some updates, talk about five things that you can do right now to become a better leader. These are some things that I have put together that I've learned from my time in the military, being an infantry platoon leader in the army, as well as a business leader, growing a team and and building that team. And the things that I have learned from firsthand experience that I would love to share with you guys. Now, diving right into the updates, there's actually a lot that we've been working on here. And one of the things that we always say with the team is, you know, we'll, we'll ask people how long you've been working here. Or someone asks someone, you know, how, how many years, how many months you've been working here. And one month in BPN is like a year anywhere else. One year at BPN is like 10 years because of the amount of things that we're constantly working on and the mission that we have to just grow and help people along the way. Like every decision we make, it's how do we help people reach their goals? And I'll I'll get into that talking about some of the tips on being a better leader. And a lot of that is around a book that Myself and a lot of the BPN team has read has been very powerful for us. But one of the big projects we've been working on the last couple of months is our new podcast studio. So this is probably the last episode that I will record that's not in our new studio. So our current studio went under construction about five to six weeks ago. We hired a company to come in and completely revamp it. So it's going to be a great opportunity to bring in more guests to film the podcast and host that on 
YouTube and the full videos and pull clips from the episodes and the interviews to share on other social media platforms. But it is, it is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And the intent was to streamline the process of the way that we can record, film, and publish some of these episodes. So, you know, over the years, all of these things have evolved. And I think that's, that's the natural progression that you have to take. And I think one of the issues is, you know, when people see some of the things that we produce, like video-wise, or podcasts, or the podcast studio, or even our HQ and our gym, you know, we didn't start here. But we, we didn't start with a podcast studio. We didn't start with a creative team. It just starts with the decision to get started. And that's typically one person carrying a camera around, trying to figure out what to film and how to tell the story. And then over time and over years, there's this progression of how do we level this up? One of the things we've constantly been saying this past year is level up. We need to level up everything we're doing. Video, team, systems, products, HQ. And if, if you keep that in the back of your mind, we, we need to level up. We need to level up. Some of the things that we're working on right now, it'll, it'll make sense how we're all cohesively working towards this mindset of leveling up everything. So this new podcast studio, this designer came in and it was two guys working on the project. They shiplapped the walls. They built this custom hexagon pattern offset backlit wall, which has the Bear Performance Podcast logo in the center of it. We used the same table we had, but they came in and just made like these very cool features to it where like there's flip ups where you plug in your mics. There's a cough button. So if you have to cough when you're recording, you can cut off your mic. And then all of the wires that are connected to the cameras that are mounted on the walls and the microphones go through the wall to a workstation on the other side of the room. So this podcast studio is definitely leveling up from where it first started where it was literally me sitting in a closet recording on a Blue Yeti microphone into my laptop. But it is just the progression of keeping the momentum moving forward, pushing the needle a little bit every day. That's how we've gotten here. I think that's that's one of the biggest takeaways that I, I want people to truly understand is you're not going to have all the answers. You're not going to have all the things you need when you get started. But it's just getting started and every single day, pushing that needle a little bit further, trying to learn one new thing, trying to, to gain some, some more leverage to get to where you want to be. And before you know it, 10 years later, you're further than where you expected or wanted to be. Your goals and ambitions are larger, and you're still pushing the needle further every single day. So the podcast studio is wrapping up construction this week, and we'll start filming episodes in there. And we have some really awesome interviews lined up. We can't wait to share the transformation video that you're always going to be putting together that he's been filming the last couple of weeks, sharing that on YouTube for the Beyond the Bee series. Another thing that we were working on is some new products. So let's talk about that. This past month, we released a new flavor of our vegan protein powder, which is a vanilla flavor. Our vegan protein powder is comprised of pea protein, watermelon seed, and pumpkin seed. It has added digestive enzymes and it is naturally sweetened and flavored. So now we have three flavors, vanilla, chocolate, and peanut butter cookie. Some new products that we are working on. Some of those are 
already in production. They'll be live in the next couple of weeks and months. So like this next month, we are launching our electrolyte powder. One of the questions we have been receiving about this is what is the difference between the electrolyte powder and G1M Sport? G1M Sport is meant to be used around training. It has 20 grams of carbs in the form of cluster dextrin and a full electrolyte profile supplying 350 milligrams of sodium per serving. So I will use G1M Sport before, during, and after training sessions to fuel those workouts. The electrolyte powder, it is a full electrolyte profile. Each serving has 500 milligrams of sodium, sugar-free, naturally sweetened, and flavored. We're launching three flavors, raspberry, lemon lime, and salted watermelon. And the intent of electrolyte supplement, I mean, I, I rarely am drinking water just by itself. If I'm drinking water, it's going to have electrolytes in it because I sweat a lot. And my morning runs, I sweat an immense amount. In my training sessions in the evening, I'm sweating. I'm a heavy sweater. I sweat like all day. I always have. Electrolytes are one of those things that I'm constantly adding into my day in my water. And, and a lot of people are actually low on electrolytes. And when you're low on electrolytes, your performance decreases, your, your mental clarity will decrease, just the way you overall feel decreases. So... I'm super excited to launch that product because I'm literally sipping on electrolytes all day, every day. Some of the products we have in production that we've been working on for a long time now, one of those is our sleep aid supplement, which I'm super excited for. It's melatonin free and the formula is a combination of mushroom blends from a supplier called Compound Solutions and it's a trademarked and clinically studied ingredient called PICO2. So it's PICO2, 5-HTP, Levgen Plus, and Magnesium. Love the formula. We're launching that in two flavors, and that will launch hopefully in the next couple weeks, few months. That product is also naturally flavored and sweetened, and that one's going to be awesome. Anytime I can get better quality sleep and more sleep, I'm a fan. Sleep is the best way to recover. You can add all the recovery techniques and systems and whatever you want to do into your life. But if you're not eating right, you're not sleeping right, you're not hydrating right, none of it really is going to help out too much. So an emphasis on sleep with this sleep aid supplement is going to be game changing. We're also launching a collagen protein powder. And something that I'm super excited for is a whole food meal replacement. Now, we created this whole food meal replacement for the team to use during the Leadville 100 race. And the ingredient profile is hands down one of the greatest things that we've ever put together and that I love. It's a combination of whey protein isolate, pea protein, MCT powder, chia seed, flax seed, oat powder, raw cacao, naturally sweetened, naturally flavored, and we decided we're going to launch that in two flavors. One of those is cinnamon roll. The other one is chocolate, and that will supply roughly around 
we're still working on the, the supplement facts panel and the exact dosages of each ingredient. But the goal is to be around 15 grams of fat, 50 grams of carbs, 45 grams of protein. It'll be somewhere in that range. So that's going to be called bear food. And then fish oil. We have been wanting to launch a fish oil supplement for the last couple of years, really. And the reason we haven't is we didn't find the right supplier or manufacturer. So fish oils are soft gels and our current manufacturers don't produce soft gels. So we had to find a manufacturer that really just specializes in soft gels. And we found a manufacturer and a supplier from one of our friends who is another company of a ingredient supplier. Actually, we got the name from Compound Solutions who makes Pico2, T-Cream, Dynamine, some of the really amazing ingredients that are clinically studied and trademarked. But we found the, the supplier, we found the manufacturer to do the soft gels, and we had some specifications that we really needed to, to lock in. One of those was the amount of EPA and DHA per soft gel. So we were looking for 600 milligrams of EPA, 300 milligrams of DHA per soft gel, with vitamin E and natural flavoring, either lemon or orange. The soft gel fish oil had to be in the triglyceride form. It had to be wild caught fish and it needed two certifications that we were looking for. One of those was IFOS, International Fish Oil Standards Certification. And the other one was Friends of the Sea, which is a sustainability certification. And we found the supplier and manufacturer that can do just that, what we were looking for. Years in the making, but we finally locked that in. So that will go in production in the next couple of weeks. Those are some of the new products we were working on and we're super excited for because those are all products that we personally want to take here at BPN. And we want to share those with you. I mean, that's, that's how this company got started. You know, I wanted to create products that I personally wanted to use. And then as the team grew, we identified other products that the whole team wanted to use. And if there were products that we personally wanted to consume and use, we just assumed and figured there was definitely a need for that in the market. And then after identifying, well, this is what we want to use, we then go and do market research and consumer insight research to identify, is there a big enough need and want for this? And then if there is, we put it in production and make it happen. Now, with a lot of those new products going into production, that also means that we need some more space because one of the other things we're working towards in 2022 is going to retail. So right now, our business model was about 95% direct to consumer. We ship products from our warehouse directly to consumer, like you guys, your house for you to use and consume. D to C. And in 2022, our goal is to expand our distribution model to retail. So we're going after a few retailers, some supplement shops, some grocery stores. We're trying to get into military installations. So we're working with a consulting group that has that network and connections to help us get into stores towards the end of 2022. And with that, You'll see there's this trend where there's a goal you set and something you want to do, 
and it's not black and white. It's not just making it happen. There's always these secondary tertiary effects and things that have to happen in order to make that big goal happen. These micro goals. So say, for example, I say, I want to go run a marathon. Well, I now have to establish a plan, allocate time, set these goals along the way to be ready for this marathon. It's the same with everything else, especially in business. So we said, all right, by the end of 2022, we want to be in retail. We want to increase our distribution model. So it's not 95% direct to consumer. It's maybe 60% direct to consumer, 40% in-store retail. And with that has also come a label change. So we are updating our labels and you guys will start seeing this in the next couple of months. We recently brought on a new employee, Alex Rodriguez. He is our brand designer, super talented graphic designer, and just taking lead in everything the brand does in terms of look, feel, experience. So we were working with Alex and he's currently in-house here now. He just moved down to Texas to redo all the labels so that when we go to retail, we'll have labels that are retail ready. It's going to be a soft touch label with some texture and some doming, a different look and feel that's still on brand with BPN, but a fresher look. So you'll start seeing those actually roll out. The first time you'll see those new labels is on the electrolyte supplement. And then over the next six to eight months, all of the products will start having those new labels. Even like the field bars, we'll be relaunching the field bars here shortly. We had to find a new manufacturer for our field bars. And with that change of manufacturers, we're actually also launching a plant-based field bar as well. So we'll have our traditional field bar, which is a whey protein powder base. And then we'll launch the plant-based version of the field bar for anyone who follows a plant-based diet, is vegan, or can't tolerate whey products. New products. And like I said, with the expansion of new products, with the decision to go retail and increase our distribution model, there's also, like I said, secondary tertiary effects. We need more space. Right now, our footprint at BPN covers roughly 25,000 square feet. And we just signed a lease this past weekend for an additional 20,000 square feet. So the way this business park that we're currently in is set up is it's like a three-sided rectangle and, and the one end of the rectangle that's open is where truck drivers can drive in and out. We are on one side of that business park. On the back side of the business park where we can see it directly from our offices, I mean, I can see it from where I'm sitting right now. It is a replica of what we're currently in so we just signed a lease for 20,000 more square feet because we need space to hold more inventory. So hopefully, you know, right now in our current warehouse, we can hold about 750 pallets. And with this expansion, we should be able to hold six, about 1,600 pallets total. And there's more office space over there as well. So as we're hiring more employees, we will be able to shift some employees over there and primarily the creative and media department and marketing departments over there. And one of the questions I always get, and it's identified when I'm talking about expanding into to real estate, 
you know, commercial real estate, because when you sign a commercial real estate contract and lease, it is legally strongly binded. Like you're not breaking that lease unless you get someone to sublease it essentially. And we've had a really good relationship with our landlord for the past four years. So our current lease, we were able to have the opportunity to put all of our buildings that we lease on one big lease so that that lease ends on a very specific date. That date is April 30th, 2025. And one of the questions that's always brought up when I talk about these commercial leases and our expansion is why don't you just build? And that's actually something we're working towards right now. And we have to be strategic with the way that we grow and scale and sign these leases because buying land and building a commercial property is a massive undertaking. It's not this very quick, easy thing where you just go in, buy the land, call up a contractor, he comes in and builds it. We're trying to build a 10-year plan moving forward. So from 2025 to 2035, we want to have a 10-year plan in place. Right now, our plan is to lease properties strategically up until 2025. And in 2025, move into our property that we buy and build. So we're currently working with a consulting group that's based on Dallas, Texas. And we're going to sit down with them and establish our projections for what we're going to need. You know, projections as close as possible. It's not going to be super accurate, but it'll be fairly accurate with some leadway. We will sit down with this consulting group and we will plan where we think we're going to be in 2025 and where we will be in 2035. That will then determine how much land, how much acreage we're going to need, how many buildings we're going to have to initially build, and then there will be the the option to expand and grow on that property. So it's not just going in and buying 10 acres. After working with this consulting group, it might be identified that, well, we don't need 10 acres. We need 40 acres because we might only be using 10 now, but in five years, we might need 10 more. And then in seven years, we might need 10 more. And we can grow and expand and build within this small campus that we'll be building on this property. So our goal in 2022 is to buy the land. And then by 2023, start building and breaking ground. And you know, depending on what property we buy, that might be bringing in water lines, electrical lines, sewage, like everything. Ideally, you find a, a location that already has those. But if you're getting undeveloped land, you have to spend the money and, and bring all these utilities to where you need to be and want to be. So there's a lot that goes into it. So by 2023, we hope to break ground on this property. So that gives us two years to build and settle in. So that by 2025, we can strategically shift operations directly to this new spot. That is the plan as of right now, but things change almost on a daily basis here. That's what we're working towards. But right now, 
after October 20th, we'll have a footprint of 45,000 square feet for BPN, which gives us a lot of space to grow into over these next couple of years, especially with these new products and distribution models. Now, I want to talk about what I'm currently reading. You know, I'm, I'm always reading something new. And one of the things I tell the BPN team all the time is you should always be reading something, like always be reading and learning from something. So the book that I'm currently reading is called The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. This book was recommended to me by our director of marketing, Trey Freeman, and Trey always has excellent recommendations of of books to read. And The Power of Moments is, it's eye-opening. You know, to give like a brief overview of of what it's about so far. I only started it a few days ago and I listened to it in the morning on my drive to work, on the drive home, whenever I have some some down free time throughout the day. And it's all about these small moments that are so powerful. And the one description or story in the book is, I'm gonna paint a picture for you. Imagine you go on a vacation, right? Imagine you go on a vacation to Florida for five days and over those five days there's these small things that happen good or bad maybe you arrive to florida and your baggage is lost so if you had to rate that experience that moment on a scale of zero to ten zero being horrible ten being amazing that'd probably be a zero like right when you get to florida your baggage is lost it's a zero and then you get to the hotel and you find out you got a free upgrade for no reason at all. So that's a 10 right there. And then after that, you go to lunch and you have a meal and that meal is rated maybe a five or six. And then at night you go dancing with your your fiance or your wife or your husband. And it's a, it's a great night. That's a 10. That's a 10 for sure. And when you're coming back to your room, you trip and fall and you hurt your ankle. That's a zero. Right, so over the course of these these five days, this whole trip, there's zeros, there's five, there's sixes, there's tens, but the tens really stand down, right? So you get done with this vacation, you come home. A week later, your friend says, "Well, how was the vacation? How was it?" And you say, "Oh, it was great. It was amazing. It was like a eight out of ten. And what happens is you don't necessarily remember all these bad things that happen. But you remember these powerful moments that create memories and last a lifetime. You remember the dancing at night. You remember the, the, the good dinners, the good drinks, the good conversations. You remember laughing on, on the couch with your friends and meeting new people and having conversations with the bartender. You don't really remember losing your luggage or falling and tripping, but you remember the really good moments. And there's power in these moments. So how do you take these powerful moments and recreate them with your friends, with your family, in your business? How do you create these moments? Because they don't always just happen because of chance. Sometimes they're intentional. These moments are intentional to pull a specific emotion or reaction. So what we're thinking is how do we create these powerful moments in our business model that people remember for a lifetime, that change the way they think or the way they feel 
or the way they interact with other people. And reading this book right now, which I highly recommend, The Power of Moments is, is great, especially for business owners. And it made me think when I was reading this, I remember this moment in Leadville, Leadville 100, where as soon as I crossed the finish line, this guy at the end is, is standing there. He's by himself and in like his right arm, I think it was his right arm, might've been his left. It was all these medals. You know, it was like the ribbon, the medal at the end. And as soon as you cross the finish line, he comes over to you and he just gives you this big bear hug. And after he hugs you and like truly embraces you, it's not just like this, this weak pat on the back, but this guy comes up to you, wraps his arms around you and he just like embraces you. He says, good job. And then he takes the medal, puts it over your neck. And that was a powerful moment for me. I remember that like forever. I don't remember the metal where I crossed the finish line. I remember that gentleman, like the true embrace of that hug was not a fake hug. It was a real true hug. And I remember him doing that. And that was a powerful moment. And I wanted to recreate that. I, I, I wanted to recreate that. And then this turned into, you know, for the past couple of, months, we've been talking about hosting a marathon called the Go One More Marathon. And we we created a marathon last year where we did my sub three hour marathon. And there were probably about 50 runners there. We got the course certified. It, it was USATF certified for a Boston qualifier. We had, you know, support, medical, police, and we put on a full marathon for 50 people. And it was, it was a great event. And it was out on this ranch in the middle of Texas. And I was thinking over the past year, we have to do this and open it up to more people. And after I got that big bear hug from the gentleman at Leadville 100, that really made me think, how do we create these moments at the Go One More Marathon that are just like that? that people come to do this marathon, either half marathon or full marathon, and it's full of all these moments, these powerful moments that are just full of energy and encouragement and motivation and community. And that's what this Go One More Marathon is, is going to be. So we are hosting it this year. It's January 29th, 2022. And we are only opening up 175 tickets. So there will be 200 runners, you know, some people from BPN and, and friends will be running, but we're going to sell 175 tickets for people to come do this half and full marathon. And the reason we're keeping it lower in terms of, you know, runners, 175 is small in comparison to these big marathons is that we want to make it a very personable experience. We want to have these moments that feel personal. And you're not just showing up doing this run and leaving. And maybe over the years, it'll grow to a larger field size. But right now, realistically and logistically, this is the field size that we think we can handle effectively. And all the money that is raised from ticket sales from the Go One More Marathon is going to benefit Team RWB. So BPN is an official partner of Team Red, White, and Blue. Team Red, White, and Blue mission is to enrich the lives of veterans 
through physical and social events and activities. And it really brings a veteran community together with what is typically a, a, a difficult transition from military to civilian life. It's a great organization. I love being a part of Team RWB and all the money that we raise will go to Team RWB to support their events, their outreach, their program development, and we are an ongoing partner with them. We are going to be releasing ticket sales for the Go One More Marathon, the middle of September. We will be releasing all the details on BPN's social media platform as well as my social media platforms. We'll be releasing tickets. We anticipate and expect that those tickets will go fast. We're planning on selling those tickets for $200 each. And again, all of that money, all of it, will go to Team Red, White, and Blue. So those tickets go live middle of September. If you want to run that marathon, you're going to have to jump on those tickets fast because we anticipate and expect them to sell out in, in minutes. And just to give you a broad overview of what you can expect from this race, there will be more details to come. But the plan is that we, we bring everyone to BPN HQ the morning of the race for check-in. From there, we will shuttle on buses to the ranch Again, making this a full experience. Running the half and full marathon on this ranch, which is the same course where I ran my sub three hour marathon. And then as soon as the race is over, there will be an after party with a live band. There's a, a guest house on the ranch with a pool and drinks and music and entertainment and just bringing people together for in-person real relationship building and community and just again having these powerful moments read the book i highly recommend reading the book the power of moments by chip and dan heath i'm listening to the audiobook right now and it's amazing it really is but what i want to dive into is the five things you can do to become a better leader right now there were a lot of updates to give and i figured this episode was the one to really throw you some of those updates and keep you in the loop. Now the term leader is, it's a very powerful one. The term leader is not given and it is 100% earned. And I think this is where a lot of people mistake the term leader. Like just because you are put in a position of management to be a manager of people time, resources, just being put in that position does not make you a leader. A leader is, it's something that, that your team, that the people that are working with and for you provide. It's a title that they give you. Someone is willing to listen to what you have to say And follow your lead because of trust. They trust you. They trust that you're going to make the right decision for the team, for the company, for the mission, and for them. Again, the term leader is not given, but it is earned. And I think it's one of the best titles that you can be given. You can be given from subordinate leaders 
people in your organization, people around you. I really do believe in that. I don't think it's one of those things also that you're born with. You know, some people are naturally good leaders, but I think a lot of that also is influenced from the way they were raised, their parents, mentors, people around them, sports, opportunities to lead. I do strongly believe that it is something that's developed over time and it's not necessarily something that you are just born naturally with. Like if I think about when I was born and growing up, I don't think I had many leadership abilities, or at least I didn't demonstrate them actively in sports, or I didn't have too much confidence growing up until maybe the second half of high school. And then finding this confidence through really fitness and then the army ROTC program and then joining the military and being assigned as a platoon leader, that's where I really found a passion in loving leading people. Like that's where I found that it is, it was my passion and purpose in life was to be a leader. And I learned that in the military and I took that into business afterwards. And it, it, it is my favorite part of, of all of this. And I think people look at me sometimes and they see all the training and the running and the lifting and the filming videos and stuff. And I, I love that. I love that stuff. I really do. But building a team, leading a team, being responsible for people and developing jobs and seeing people get promoted within the company, that 100% is my true passion and feel like that is my true purpose. And that's what I love about all of this stuff. So let me talk about five things you can do to become a better leader right now. The first is to remove emotional decision-making. And I brought this up on the podcast where I interviewed Matthew McConaughey and I told him he was as cool as the other side of the pillow. And the reference to this was, I remember, and I've told this story a million times before, but it was a powerful moment in my life. And you remember these powerful moments, but I was sitting in this classroom in Fort Benning, Georgia, and these officers from the 75th Ranger Regiment came in to just answer some questions, set expectations for our platoon leader time. And I was standing next to this one captain and he pointed to me across the room, this other captain. He said, you see that guy over there? When shit hits the fan, when bolts are flying and chaos strikes, that guy over there is as cool as the other side of the pillow. He's deliberate and emotionless in his decision-making process. And that really stuck with me because I looked at him and I could see it that I think we all know people who make emotional decisions. Something happens and it's such an emotional response. They don't take time to think about the consequences or the benefits. It's just a reaction to an emotional response. And that reaction and that decision is, quite frankly, most of the time, 
the worst decision you can make because you're just instantly thinking of the initial consequences from that emotional decision or reaction. And it's typically the worst decision. I think one of the best things you can do, like real practical application of this, to be able to remove emotional decision-making is one to try to go into things by removing your emotional mind. It is tough. It is really difficult. But almost going into make decisions that are are unbiased and trying to decide what is the intent of this decision that I'm trying to make? What am I trying to fix? What am I trying to solve? What is the intent of this decision that I have to make? And what is it trying to serve? Is it meant to serve a mission, a purpose, the people? That's the first step is removing bias and identifying what are you trying to solve with this decision. The second is kind of pulling yourself away from the, the situation. You know, that's that's kind of the way I think of it is when I'm hit with something that is very emotionally triggered, I'm triggered emotionally. There's typically one way I want to respond, and sometimes I do, but I don't act on those decisions. I, I will I will react typically. I'll say some things that I might regret or might be on a line, but I'll pull myself back. And I almost think of looking at the situation from a 10,000 foot view. So if there was something that happened on the ground and it was a very emotional event, the people on the ground are going to react very unique to that situation as opposed to say someone who's in a helicopter watching the situation from a thousand feet above and they're watching this whole thing play out. They see things that people on the ground can't see because the people on the ground are so emotional from the trauma of what just happened that they can't think clearly. You can take time in making these decisions, but look at pulling yourself back away from the situation and looking at it from a big picture perspective. Why is this happening? What are the consequences, the pros and cons of the decisions I make? Weighing the the risks of the decisions that you can make. And it's not something you always take days to think of, but you can do this pretty quickly. Pull yourself away from the situation and make a deliberate informed decision rather than emotional one. Because an emotional decision is typically going to have negative consequences. It's going to sometimes hurt the people around you. And it's 100% going to lose trust in your team in your organization. That's the first. The second one, and these are in no particular order. The second one is being accountable and holding accountability. Holding accountability and being accountable for yourself and your actions, but also the people around you. So here's the way I want to put this. Just like in kind of a a military organization, Businesses are the same way. You have echelons of leadership and teams. Like, for example, here at BPN, we have myself, CEO, Preston, COO. And then under me, I have directors and managers who operate teams. Under Preston, he has directors and managers who operate teams. And then there's 
you know, we have directors, managers, team leads on the floor who are holding their teams accountable. And the only people, if the only people holding accountability standards are the leaders, there are still going to be issues within the organization. One of the things that we encourage here at BPN is that everyone has the ability and the ability to hold enforcement of holding people accountable. This can be an order wasn't packaged correctly. Anyone can walk up and say, that's not done right. That's being done lazy. You need to fix that. Here's how you fix this. Here's what right looks like. You walk out of the bathroom and someone leaves toilet paper on the ground and you follow that person saying, hey, uh, you left that, that toilet paper on the ground. That should be put in the trash. If you clean up after yourself and everyone does, we'll have a cleaner workplace environment, which is professional in, in what we're doing and how we operate. Or it's how we respond to customer service tickets how we produce and edit videos and content, how we have conversations with people who who visit the BPN HQ. Everyone needs to hold each other accountable. And when you when you give that that ability of enforcement within an organization, you need not even want to say you need less, but there's literally zero micromanagement. You have macro management. Macro management is is great. You just provide intent, vision, and then let your teams execute. And when your teams hold each other accountable, you don't need to micromanage anything. It's great. Tip number three of things you can do to become a better leader right now. And this is one of my favorites. It is to be the guide and not the hero. There's just also a book that we're a big fan of here at BPN. It's called Story Brand by Donald Miller. And we actually hired uh, Donald Miller's team to come to BPN HQ next month and put the team through a two-day workshop, which is all focused on the story brand. As a business owner, this is one book that in my opinion, is a must-read story brand by Donald Miller. Donald Miller is an excellent author, and he helps clarify your message to your customers and your consumers because there should never be any confusion or question from consumers as to what you do as a business, what problem you solve, and how you're solving it. And one of the things... Donald Miller talks about in his books is being the guide and not the hero. This is one thing that I think all leaders should remember and write down. I mean, I have this written on my door right in front of me in Sharpie marker. I have a few things written on that door. One of those is impress less, connect more. One is be the guide, not the hero. One of those is doubt is only dangerous when you doubt yourself. And there's a few others on that, which I'll share one of these days, but I constantly add to this door of just things that pop in my head that I want to visually have in front of me. But I think a lot of companies, a lot of leaders, a lot of brands, a lot of people want to be the hero. 
They want to be the guy up top or the girl up top where everyone is saying, you are the best. We praise you. You are awesome. That's the wrong way to go about things. You don't want to be the hero. You want to be the guide. The leader should be the guide. The team, organization, people who are helping others solve their issues, who are helping them get to where they want and need to be. And if you focus on being the guide and not the hero, you will see amazing results and benefits from your leadership abilities. The next is to invest in people in order to instill trust. And I, for me, you know, I talked about building a team and developing a team is one of my most passionate and purpose-driven things that I do in my life. And with that comes the hiring process, hiring the right person for the right job. There's this phrase that I love. It says, hire slow and fire fast. Right now, there's a lot of jobs that need filled here at BPN, but I'm very conscious and deliberate with the way that we hire people. It's not just me that is interviewing and hiring people. I have other department leads. Trey Freeman, marketing director, will take lead in hiring for his specific team. John Byers, our warehouse manager, logistics manager, will take responsibility to hire for his specific department. Joe Pivots, director of operations, will hire and interview people for his specific needs. So the hiring process here is one of the most important things in systems that we do because putting a person in a job is not just putting a body in a position. There is a right person for a specific job. And the hard part is sometimes finding that person. And when you find that person, when you find the right person, you put them in the right job, you truly see the return, the investment, pay off for the business, not just in terms of increasing revenue, but increasing team camaraderie and team building and energy and environment. I'm a huge advocate of investing in people, taking care of people. If someone has potential and they want to move up within the company, and they want to move to another position and department. I am all on board for that. If you have the necessary requirements and skills and work ethic, I want to see people move up within this company. Joe, for example, Joe Pivots. When we first hired Joe in 2017, Joe was packing orders. He was an order fulfillment specialist. And then he got promoted after a few years to customer service representative. Then he got promoted to director of quality control. And now he got another promotion to director of operations, overseeing all the operations here at BPN and working with Preston, my brother, our COO. So when you find the right person, you find the right people, invest in them, develop them, instill that trust and hold on to them and take care of them. Because you don't want to lose the good people. You really don't. And my last tip to become a better leader right now, and I think this is the most important, is to lead 
by example, and hold the standard. You see, the actions of your business and the people around you come from the top down. I learned a lot from my first company commander. His name was Captain Sorrells. He was previously with the 82nd Airborne Division, and I learned a lot from just watching and learning and observing Captain Sorrell's work because he led by example. He held the standard. If he had to get his hands dirty, he would do that. You would always see him holding the standard that needed to be held by the company to show that this is the expectation. This is where our standard lies. And if you want to be a part of this and you want to be successful with us, you need to hold this standard because I'm going to hold this standard. And I learned that from Captain Sorrells. And I remember one of the things he did with me, again, power of moments. As I walked into his office one day, this is a few weeks after being a platoon leader, and I brought him this problem in my platoon. And all he did is he looked at me and he said, all right, well, that's the problem. What are the solutions? And I said, well, I don't, I don't know, sir. That's, that's why I'm bringing you this issue so uh, we can figure it out. And he said, don't ever bring me problems unless you bring me solutions. And when you bring problems, bring three courses of action to implement as a solution to this problem. And then we will weigh out those courses of action and we will execute on one. And I'll never forget that moment. And I use that to this day. You know, anyone can identify problems. Not everyone can bring solutions for those problems. And when you bring solutions to those problems, you show that you care, that you hold the standard, that you lead by example. So those are some five tips to become a better leader today, right now, and implement in your business, in your family, around your friends, in your life, just taking control of the things that you're doing. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Bear Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. It helps us to grow and reach more people in hopes of changing lives with the Go One More mindset. Head on over to bpnsups.com for all your health, performance, and nutrition needs. We offer a wide range of products to help you feel and perform at your highest level, built on quality and proven by results without compromise.